Hello and welcome to ETOF21 Sports Podcast, presented by PointsBet. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. I'm sorry, guys. This podcast is going to be a little short, a little sweet. I am intensely dying. I don't have COVID. Six negative tests, but I feel like absolute shit. So, going to make this short, sweet, lean on my guest a lot. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, Chargers futures could be the play. Obviously, the issue that they had last night was the offensive line. When the offensive line got banged up, that led to more um, more, um, more hits on Herbert. Herbert got hurt and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking to uh, invest in some Chargers futures to win the West, um, to win the AFC. I'm already sitting on Super Bowl pitchers, so I probably won't get them. Kansas City has obviously a lot of holes, but that's a different thing. Um so, yeah, that's kind of what I thought of the game. Uh, also, the Chargers. Chargers need to run the ball a lot, lot, lot more. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, when I, it doesn't hurt to talk as much. I will have more with these. So now let's dive right into the podcast. So now we reach the point of the podcast where we're going to talk a little MLB for Friday, September 16th. And who else to come on than David, a.k.a. DP Better 21. Did I, did I butcher it? Better DP Better <laughs> the other DP. way. Like you change your handle more than anyone I know, man. Like, I haven't I, changed it. I haven't changed it since we started this all of this year, man. I I'm old, it, but yeah, I'm old, dude. I, like I'm <laughs> I'm old, man. Like dude, like I'm I'm an old man set in my ways, dude. Like once, like I I, I learned your name once, and now and now it's like I'm surprised I'm still not calling you Alpha An- Analytics, dude. There you go. I know, I know. I take it back to my roots all the time, but you know, I was trying to keep it in there with, with the analytics side. And I just realized, you know, it just makes more sense when I tie it more to a personal you know, thing, like my initials here. And so I appreciate it, you know, and so being better, with that. better DP 21. Yep. You got it's it. My fault. It's my fault. All good, man. All good. Like you said, this so, is a little bit on me. <laughs> so um, once we get a couple weeks into the NFL season, when uh, David can have his analytical points, he's going to be a weekly guest and we'll be talking giving out a couple bets every week. Um, until that comes, he's going to be coming on and giving out a couple MLB bets for Friday night. Um, he has three. I only have one. Um, why don't you start with, uh, with you go two, I do one, you go, you go let one. Okay. Very good. Uh, yeah, so the game that I want to like kick off with is actually going to be uh, the Texas Rangers at Tampa Bay. Um, so what I really like about this matchup is the starting pitching favors Texas. Um, you know, Martin Perez there, he is looking, you know, at a pretty much 3-5 overall ERA in his last few starts. Uh, meanwhile, Corey is sitting closer to an ERA of 6. Uh, however, how I always determine, you know, whether or not to play first five or full game is when I look at the bullpen, um, you know, I see that the Texas bullpen with the available bullpen that they have for tonight is, you know, a little stressed. Um, they're sitting with an ERA probably like closer to, um, you know, closer to four, if you will. And, you know, over the last few games, they're, you know, they've won three out of the last five. I mean, obviously, um, I you could say Tampa is not in good form either. You know, they had a really good uh, last game for themselves putting up 11, but they're also traveling back home after being on the road. Um, So each of these teams are pretty even just from a situational perspective of, 
knowing that they each are traveling today to this event, you know, they just have the better starting pitching going up uh, ahead of them. Um, Rangers, uh, Texas is averaging really good runs right now for themselves. Uh, let me double check what they're, they're averaging, you know, seven runs per game over the last few games. Um, you know, that's nothing to, to look at, you know, nothing to, disregard and then tampa at the same point is somewhere around like four and a half so you know the bats are hot for texas they've got really good starting pitching on the mound to get started i want to take the bullpen out of this so i'm playing the first five on this one on their money line at plus 115 <coughs> i like that i like that one a lot what is your uh what's your next one yeah my next one is going to be um the new york yankees at the brewers um so with this one, uh, very even pitching matchup. And, you know, I think they got Montas on the mound tonight. Let me just double check and pull some things up. And, yeah, they do. So, you know, the Yankees are also just really good form right now. I mean, they have won just one after the other right now. They had even a rest day, I think, yesterday. Um, you know, meanwhile, Milwaukee, again, coming back off the road. Uh, they are not – in great form for themselves but they also have had a little winning streak while they were in cincinnati and you know to start off in st louis but uh that being said i really just like the pitching matchup and the advantage here the odds are you know pretty favorable for the yankees i mean uh, bullpen is in really great form for themselves i mean montas over his um last few starts is sitting at about a four three era Hauser's sitting at a four seven, a little higher. I mean, but that's what I meant. Like very even pitching right there, you know. But then we're, you know, the Yankees get a lead here. Um, with as hot as their bats have been, their bullpen right now for tonight is sporting like a two eight under under three ERA for themselves. Meanwhile, Milwaukee bullpen is somewhere around, you know, available bullpen of about a four ERA. It, everything just kind of aligns. Even the last three games, the Yankees also are averaging like seven runs a game for themselves. I mean. There's just a lot to like here. And then similarly to the last matchup I talked about, Milwaukee's also averaging, you know, about four or five runs a game. So Yankees, a little bit hotter bats, even starting pitching. I like the odds. Um, I think I locked them in somewhere around like minus 113, um, something like that for the full game. So I'm playing the full game money line for the Yankees minus 113. And uh, I think that's just the better way to go, given where their bullpen sits and the even matchup overall with the hotter bats. I like it. I like it. My um, my next one, my my only one, and I can't pronounce names at all, so I guarantee I'm going to butcher this name because I do have a player prop. I am going okay. with Lucas Gialito. Gialito. G dude, so close, dude. So close, dude. <laughs> so close. I'm going. Let me get the price. Let me double check the price I got. I am going with him over. Where are we at here? Where are we at here? I went with him over five and a half strikeouts. Um, Tigers, fourth worst, like fourth most strikeouts against uh, right-handed pitching, striking out an average of 6.73 times a game. Uh, three games against the Tigers, 21 strikeouts. So what's that? A little over eight eight strikeouts per game. Uh, last three starts uh, for, for Lucas, six strikeouts, five strikeouts, seven strikeouts. With how bad the Tigers are against a right-hander. 
I think he should be able to go over this, and it's at minus 104 juice. So I like him over five and a half strikeouts. You know, and I'm going to add to that for you. Um, another great reason to go for that prop bet, <laughs> Detroit's averaging one run over their last few games. They, so they have no run support They're whatsoever so right now at all. Never, ever been on a team that can't score runs. <laughs> they are so flipping bad. Yeah. And I remember this year had so much promise going into the going into the season because they had they did. Um, they, they brought over Baez. They had everybody, you know, like it just you would think the farm system was really coming up with some starting pitching that everybody was getting excited about and injuries and everything just kind of popped up. I mean, trying to think of the one outfielder that they had that I he isn't he came from Tampa Bay. I uh, just can't place his name. Austin Meadows or whatever. Yeah, Meadows. Thank you. Yeah. And he just never was able to get on the field to produce anything. So, well, I mean, also, it's tough what happens when AJ Hitch doesn't have someone giving him uh, signals of what's happening. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, well, they finally got rid of Alavia. So, that, I guess that's a start in the right direction. So, yep. What what is your last bet, dude? All right. So last game of the day is going to be the nightcap. Um, we're looking at the Dodgers against San Francisco Giants, and uh, you know from this you got you got both teams in pretty good form. Um, you know each of them. Dodgers have won pretty much four out of the last five, uh, and and San Francisco can say the same. Um, you know, San Francisco just, you know, whooped up on my Braves here where I was hoping we could actually get a little, you know, lead in our division with the Mets, you know, taking recent losses as well. But here nor there, I digress. The uh, the main thing here is uh, looking at the starting pitching matchup. I mean, you got Dustin May uh, going against Logan Webb and Logan Webb is just looking like an absolute beast. He's in stellar form. He's got an ERA below two, a whip below one. Um, meanwhile, Dustin May is sporting an ERA of close to six, um, and almost one and a half over his last few starts. Um, you know, where it it gets a little dicey is where the available bullpen comes in. Dodgers have a great form of two, eight. Meanwhile, you know, giants are looking like, you know, an ERA closer to four with their available bullpen. So I'm taking bullpens out of this game i'm going back to the first five on the money line for san francisco giants plus 130 it's just too even across the board except when you look at the starting pitching and go that's the one you know if i'm putting my money on somebody i'm going to put it on the home dog with the great ace on the mound you know and go from there yeah yep i love i love me some home dogs david thanks for uh staying for stopping by nfl season's rocking and rolling Look forward to in a couple of weeks, you know, talking NFL with you every Friday. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Yeah. So everybody, anytime you want to, you know, talk shop, anything with sports, uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram, same handle, uh, better DP, B E T T O R D P 21. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, getting rolling with the NFL season. I am posting some plays, you know, just before my models actually like, synced up you know come week three four here with us and and what we're going to have rolling going out on the weekend so have posted some plays already for the weekend ahead of us um but this is just you know as it starts to build you know with current year stats and everything just showing people kind of you know what the value looks like for themselves right now i had a money line parlay of the steelers texans 
and Falcons. For this weekend? For this past weekend. Past? Ooh, okay. I mean, Falcons what, blew a 14-point lead. Texans blew a 14-point yep. lead. Yeah. That's all my – you were promoting Texas so – Houston, right? Like, yeah. You were promoting the Texans so early. I, I loved it when you were doing that. I was all over that play. I just can't believe it ended in a tie. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. You know, made some money, so it's good. Thanks for coming on, and, you know, I look forward to doing this every week, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We've made it to the part of the podcast. We're going to talk a little CFL, and who better to come on than the man, the myth, the legend – CFL, XFL, USFL, everything. Jim. Jim, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing fan fucking tastic, my man. Um interesting, interesting, uh interesting week of games last week. Let's just say that. Um what are the two big things that stood out to you last week? Okay. The big thing that stood out to me is I think Toronto is legitimately a really good team. I think Toronto is firmly planting themselves at the top of the East. And I think they could they could be feisty in a in a Grey Cup. I, I like this Argos team, and I'm liking them more and more each week. And what's your second takeaway? Second takeaway, um, uh, the the streak continues for Edmonton and Ottawa. I don't understand how they're so bad at home, but they continue to be just the worst at home. Edmonton hasn't won a home game since 2019. Now. I'm looking at the standings right now. We're at week 15, and I do believe 21 weeks in the CFL, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. BC is currently at 8-3. and three. The Rough Riders are at 6-7. and seven. Do you see a world where they completely free fall out? The Lions, there is a there is definitely a world where they free fall out. They've been free falling for their last two games. Ever since Nathan Rourke went out, they've been in free fall. Um I wonder if Vernon Adams, who seems to be at least a competent quarterback, I I would only assume he gets the look this week. Otherwise, I feel like the Lions are lost. Now, me being me, I'm always looking to take advantage of the future market. Um, are there any, 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 any futures at all that kind of like sniff um, – I'll, I'll say this, wet your palate. Um, <sighs> let me pull out some futures here. Um, where are they? Of course, my site is being difficult right now. Boom, 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 boom. I see value. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the red backs. Okay, now just hear me out. I'm looking for value, okay? They have the biggest odds on the board with the Edmonton Elks. But in reality, they're tied with the Tiger Cats for that spot three. I think if the Red Blacks play the Arlettes, I think that's a toss-up game. It very well could be. I, As it stands right now, it depends what Schiltz's situation is in Hamilton. I think Arbuckle, combined with the Red Blacks, he's given them a nice like, steady floor. He's steadied the ship there. They are alive to make the playoffs. I could maybe see them beating Montreal because that game would be in Montreal. I don't know if I see them beating Toronto. Both Ottawa and Hamilton are 22 to 1. Just to come out of the East. Uh, there's always a shot that could go on the run, but like 
the way Toronto's playing right now, I just don't see any team in the East beating them. Besides Montreal, who could beat anybody. Montreal is just the complete wild card. I mean, because I'm looking at the, these are the odds for the East to make the Grey Cup. Toronto plus 180, Montreal plus 650, uh, Ty, Tiger Cats and Red Blacks both 22 to 1. There's value on that Red Blacks at 22 to 1. I think there's value on the Tiger Cats too, man. There's value on the Tiger Cats 22 to 1. There's value technically, I could see value just because there's a complete wild card and anything can happen in the postseason. Montreal at 15 to 1 to win the Grey Cup. They're the only team still that has beaten Winnipeg. Yeah, that's true. There's value there. Yeah. Winnipeg's even money. What did you get them at the beginning of the season? Uh, to win the Grey Cup, I got them at like one eighty. Oh, I have it. I have it somewhere. Let me see if I can find it. I got it. At like yeah, like plus one eighty. And now it's all the way dry. I got it. No, I got it two fifty. Jeez, that's insane, dude. So I so I, here's here's my CFL futures I have right now. I have the Argos to win the Grey Cup at five fifty. What are they at now? That they're definitely better now. No, they're still five fifty. Yeah. So nothing lost there. I have the Argos to win the East at 170. They're plus 180 now. So just a little lost value there. I have the Red Blacks to win the East. Uh, way more value now. Uh, it was plus <laughs> 600 when I took it. Yeah. And then I have the Bombers to win the Grey Cup at plus 250. I mean, that 250 is looking pretty good. You're in a great position right now. Easy hedge position to make money if you really wanted to. Uh, that's a great job by you sniffing out some futures. Now let's look into this week's game, and we're going to – Pull up our odds from the lovely sponsor of the ETOP21 podcast, our friends over at PointsBet. Um, here we go. Uh, game number one. We are going on Friday night. The Edmonton Elks getting seven over under 50. You know what? To Regina. Again, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We, Jim and I may have done a little recording here and he's changed my beat. Jim, why don't you tell the people how you changed my beat? Uh, because I, you, you mentioned to me that you hate backing teams that need to win that like, like can't afford to lose. Cause the pressure's on. And a lot of times yep. the pressure's too much. The writers need to win. Cause if they, if they lose and the lions lose, the lions are in, they need to get, I think they need at least three games up. If the Lions lose out. Now, what happened when the Indianapolis Colts needed to win and they went down to Jacksonville and they played those Jacksonville Colts? Jacksonville Jaguars, excuse me. Hey. Jacksonville shocked the nation. And that's the thing. Like, it is very, very, very possible that the else I think, could pull us off. I think they stay within the number of seven. I like them at seven. What do you like? I love them at seven. I think they are the feistiest team in the league right now. Like Montreal is a complete wild card. I, I'm not going to call them feisty because they could beat anybody or lose to anybody. Edmonton are feisty. They play with everybody. Yes, that Calgary game last year was, last week was a blowout. But if you watch that, they got down early and started to claw their way back. They play tough. They against the Saskatchewan team who, like, offensive line, not great. Cody Fajardo is... He's like, it's flipping a coin whether or not he's going to be good or not. It's it's hard to tell. I like Edmonton on the money line. Yeah. All right. So you're calling it. You're, you're calling it right now. 
Edmonton plus 235. There's value there. Okay. So Jim, and Edmonton on the road is a different beast. If this was in Edmonton, different story. They're terrible at home. But their road games have been nuts. I, I, I like him plus seven. I'm not going to sniff that money line. How do you feel about the over-under? Probably stay away, but I lean over. Okay. So Jim's official plays. Jim and I are both on the plus seven. And Jim's taking that juicy plus two, 235 of the Edmonton Elks. Now let's shift our attention to this game. I know we're going to have a disagreement on this game. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers laying seven and a half on the road against the Hamilton Tiger Cats over under 46 and a half plus 265. Talk to me, Jimbo. Another team that needs to win, Hamilton. They need to win. They need to jump up on the Bread Blacks. They need to like cement themselves as that third team in the in the East. The Bombers, I've been lower on the Bombers in the more recent weeks. They hadn't looked as amazing. But then they turn around last week and Dad Dick, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and Zach Kalaros heard me talking crap and just decided to turn it on and look fantastic. I think Winnipeg is going to, they're trying to heat up for the end of the regular season, kind of in time for playoffs. They're going to, I think they're going to roll. I think I mean, they win my, by like 10 plus. My thought process is the Tiger Cats are coming off in a humiliating 28 to 8 defeat against Toronto. Last week they had a bye, fresh off the bye. Uh, Who's Hamilton starting at quarterback? Is I, Dave Evans' shoulder I'm fine? Getting, I'm actually getting on a flight later tonight. I hope so. <laughs> Uncle Rico is going to be out Jamie there. Jamie Newman was not ready. Uncle Rico is going to be out there running the triple option. If if, <laughs> if Dane Evans gets hurt again and they have to put in Newman, this you could the Bombers could win by like twenty points. Yeah, they're done. Newman's not quite ready for prime time yet. Um, I feel this is tough though. This is I tough. Feel Hamilton's... Seven, it was below seven. I like the Bombers. I feel anything more than seven, that's the play. And my thought process is this. The Bombers, like you white, good week, bad week, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. What cycle are we It's what? fair, but like I, I just don't trust this Hamilton team. Maybe take, if Dane Evans is starting, take Hamilton in the first half. We're on the bad week cycle right now because they just won. They won 54 to 20 the week before. What was it? 20 to 18. You know what I mean? This is the bad week turn that we expect from the – the uh the blue bombers. So I'm gonna take the plus seven and a half. Jim's gonna lay the seven and a half. I'm gonna lay the seven and a half on a road favorite, baby. Over under. Ugh, gross. Forty six and a half is really low. Uh I wanna say over, but right. don't like that. Don't right. like it. So Jim's staying away. So we're gonna be on opposite ends of the spectrum here. Last game, only a disappointing three game slate. Um and unfortunately, I think both these games are going head-to-head with Kansas going to Houston, so I'll probably have to tape these games. Uh, BC on the road, getting six and a half against the Stampeders, over under 53. God, I hate this BC team right now. I feel like people are still riding off this hype that they had early on. If this is the BC that we've seen the last two weeks, I wouldn't favor them against the Elks. I would. They've looked bad. They've looked really bad. Calgary could dog walk them. And I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, in our earlier recording, you had a great play. I think the under is a, the under is a slam dunk here. I'm going to play the under. There's always a chance that like Calgary could score like 40 some points on their own because BC's defense seems to have taken a step back. So that's a worry. But I like I 
comfortable with the under. Like, this is probably my favorite total play. I love Calgary minus six and a half. I'm only going to take the under. Call, call me what's a small cat, but I only like the under here. Um, do you have any parlays you want to give to the people? Okay. Let's see what I can drum up here. Uh, get, you know what? Give me the under in this game. Give me the minus six and a half. Can we add? Can we do a same game little correlation here? I like that. Give me the points bet. If All we right. gotta do one or the other, I'll take the points. I'll take the under fifty three. Actually, no. Give me the six and a half. Give me the minus six and a half. Give me the bombers minus seven and a half. And man, I want to get juicy and take the Elks money line, but I'm just gonna take the plus seven. Comes out the plus five fifty three. Mine's what's basic. That, what's the, what's that money line payout if I do the money line instead? Seventy. I'm gonna be safe. Give me the plus seven. Just give me the plus seven. Ugh. All right. All right. My parlay is gonna be this. I'm gonna keep. Actually, no. You know what? I'm gonna keep the Elks plus the seven. I'm gonna take the Tiger Cats. Plus the seven and a half. And I'm going to take Cal the under 53. Comes out the same odds. That's my parlay of the week. You had Jim's parlay of the week. Jim, I'd like to I, think. I assume also, if you wait like till the Thursday afternoon, or if you wait until like a little before game time, you might be able to do like a uh, an Elks plus seven and then a Hamilton money line first half. Yeah, I like that. Don't hate that either. I like that, too, because we were recording this Wednesday night. You know, Uncle Rico had a little change to the old uh, schedule. Jim was nice to record on this lovely Wednesday evening. Uh, Jim, you know, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, what you have coming out? You can find me on Twitter at XFL Jim, YouTube XFL Jim. I do a CFL recap. CFL Jim does a CFL recap, I should say, every Tuesday, 10 a.m. God's time. I do cooking with Jim uh we're starting up the picks porch again. That's coming up every Friday night. Just blasting off picks. It's going to be a blast. It's it's just a fun time in the garage. And obviously, tune in every Saturday morning. Me and this lug over here doing the college football tailgate morning show. You'll see us in, is it a week? Is it like almost a week until Kansas plays Duke? It is literally almost a week. Almost a week. We're going to be doing the uh, maybe the biggest live stream in all of college football history. The Kansas Duke college football tailgate live stream. It's going to be a blast. And uh, I'm going to start streaming X-League games. So that's going to be fun too. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Looking forward to it. Guys and girls, give my boy Jim a follow and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for us because we're going to be all over the place talking college football in the next couple of days. Jim, thanks for coming on, my friend. We've reached the time part of the podcast where we're going to talk some NASCAR bets. We have one final round left in round one. Brandon, how are you doing today, my man? It's Bristol, baby. It's Bristol. I'm and pumped. stuff can happen in Bristol. Um, we need to talk about the big news first. Bush going to the eight car. Thoughts and everything. Quick thought is I think the only reason Gibbs decided not to return him in the 18 um, is, is, is Ty Gibbs, his grandson. His grandson's dominated Xfinity. He's ran multiple cup races to fill in for Kurt Busch. Why not, at the end of his contract, move Kyle away, bring in your grandson, put him in the 18. That's on the Gibbs side. Mm-hmm. Richard Childress, 
quick grab. You you have a guy that's won multiple championships, a guy that is either loved by a lot of fans or hated by most fans, and you get to put him in the number eight car. Um, he made the comment. I don't agree with it, but he made the comment. I see the fire in his eye, and it's the same fire that I saw in Dale Earnhardt Sr. I hate Richard Childress making that comparison, but good move on his part to grab Kyle Busch. I mean, let's be honest right now. What makes the world go around, my friend? Money. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, so, you're right. I will say, I will say the quick jab at Richard Childress or from Richard Childress is Tyler Reddick announcing two seasons before his contract's up that he's going to Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's team. So a quick jab back by uh, Richard Childress was, hey, you're driving an eight car, not next year. We're going to bring in a third car, and that's the car you're going to drive. So I'm looking at it right now. Top selling NASCAR drivers, merchandise sales of all time. One, Junior. Two, Jimmy Johnson. Guess who number three is? Kyle Busch. Yep. So, I mean, like, just on merchandise, like, how does, so I don't mean to sound like naive and dumb. How does merch sales work? Merch sales, you got them online. There's not many stores that you can buy stuff in. Well, I guess, like, so he comes out with a Bush 8 shirt. Does Childress get like that? Like, how 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 does the revenue from, split? From what I know, uh, just vaguely, so don't hold me to this, guys, but merch is going to be split between the driver, the owner, the sponsors. Like, there's a complete divide somewhere, and percentages go to each one. But you also got to think with this merch, every track is normally a different paint scheme. And then if you win the race, then it's – Kyle Busch won Daytona 500 shirt. And then Kyle Busch won Watkins Glen shirt. So it's just, I think it's just a great move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You got someone locked in, you know, someone that's going to make, like, make you money in merchandise sales. You love him or you hate him, you know, and he's, he can sell stuff. Um, so I'll be interested to see what Kyle does outside of Gibbs. So Richard Childress has money. I don't think he's had the driver caliber. I'd be interested to see the car performance. Gibbs and Hendrick, top of the line. Penske, championships. You have so, Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. Then you had Dale Earnhardt Jr. before. Richard Childress, you're not, your team's not known to win championships. So is any of this equipment related or is it strictly driver? Dale Jr. ran for years, never even close to a championship. Yeah. Even when he went to Hendrix. So let me ask you this. So here's Kyle Larson, you know, according to points bet, we'll be pulling up the odds shortly. Um, He's the favorite. There's no scenario where he just says, where he just kind of tanks it. No. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, So you're talking about Kyle Bush, not Larson Bush, right? Yeah. I'm talking about Bush. Yeah. Oh, no, no chance. You're not going to give up a championship and the opportunity for that. What a better way to stick it to Gibbs for not re-signing you than grabbing a championship and moving to another team. That would be pretty solid. Um, All right, so we're going to pull up the bets. Again, this is for the Bass Shop Night Race at Bristol via points bet. Um, You know, why don't you start with your first bet, my friend? I'm going to go right out. I'm going to – we agree on somebody, but I'm going to let you have that portion of it. So I'm going with Tyler Reddick outside looking in right now, or actually no, uh, two points to the good. 
Um, needs a good finish, needs a good race. And after the announcement that he just got, what a better way to be, oh, you're going to push me out of the eight car? Well, I just won at Bristol. I'm moving on to round two. I like his odds at 12 to one. Uh, you know, I he's 35 points out. He needs to win the race. And he's been very vocal about how, like, safety, the car, like, he's been a grumpy old man. And I think that's made me like him more the last couple races just because his car has been crashing out. Because you guys um, relate with the grumpy old man. I, I, I'm a grumpy old man. Um, Kevin Harvick, nine to one, last five races. You know, he's got one win. He's led 13% of all laps in that five um, five year span. Historically, just does well. We saw before the playoffs, he needed a win to get in, and Uncle Kev got it done. We're not going to get that juicy 21, 20 to one we got. Nine to one needs to win to get in. I'll take Harvick. Another reason I would take Harvick, not only the win to get in, he was going to win last year's night race at Bristol. He pushed Elliott into the wall. Elliott retaliated by coming and getting tires, getting in his way intentionally, and Larson won that race. So Harvick should Harvick won one out of his last five. It should be two out of his last five if Elliott didn't pull a move like that. So at nine to one, should have had two wins out of five. I like it. I'm going to go right below uh, Tyler Reddick, and I'm grabbing Ryan Blaney. Uh, the man's done well consistently. He was up there in points all season. I still go back to he is due for a win. 18 different drivers have won this year. Ryan Blaney is due for one. And what a better way for him to close out round one by getting his first one of the year at Bristol and setting him up for round two. I like Blaney at 14 to one. Yeah, he needs a win. He needs a win. Um, my next one is I'm going to go all the way down here to a top 10. Ooh. Ooh, um, where is this bad boy at? Top 10. Does that have to do with LaJoy? No, I'm going Eric Jones. Three top 10s in those last five ra- races here at Bristol. Uh, you know, he's silently ending the season on a very strong note. I think he's very capable of finishing in the top 10. At plus 180, I think it's well worth the investment. So Eric Jones, plus 180, top 10. So I want you, I do like that. And I think he is on a rail that nobody expects him to be on. I want you to slide all the way up to Chase. Not Chase Elliott, Chase Briscoe. Everybody that knew that I'm a homer and love Chase thought I was going Chase Elliott. Chase Briscoe, 40 to 1. Grab it before qualifying, please. But he is sitting nine points out of uh Round two right now. So one of two things. He's going to try and grab some points early, and you need to get a stage win, stage points, something to try and just get above that cut line. But if he doesn't do that, so one, if he does do it, you're sitting in good shape because the man's running up front. So you're in good shape for a possible win. Two, if he doesn't get early stage points and these other guys around him or even below him do, come stage three, the final stage, he's going to have to get a win to be able to get into the next round. I am not one of those guys that are going to go into every round in the final race and be like, bet this guy. He's got a win to get in. Harvick's got a track record. Back-to-back wins when he had to get in. Here we go again. Need it? Good track. Chase Briscoe has come through when he's needed to. So I'm going Chase Briscoe 41. I absolutely see those odds dropping after qualifying Mm -hmm. if he qualifies in the top 10. 
So please, if you're rolling with Mr. Chase Briscoe, grab him now. I like that. I like that a lot. I'll be on it too. Cause I mean, this is a race. You need to back people that need to win to get in. Briscoe needs yes. to win. I love it. 40 to one worth of pop. Harvard I know it's di- sorry. I know it's different, but Chase Briscoe won that dirt race. No, no, I'm sorry. He did not win the dirt race. Kyle won the dirt race, but he was running second and dumped Tyler Reddick and they both spun. I know it's dirt compared to asphalt, but you're at the same venue where you're having success where you feel comfortable. These guys feel comfortable at tracks. This is a place I think he can get it done at. Now, that's it. Uh, I have Harvick 9-1, to Briscoe tailing Brandon 40-1, to and Jones plus 180 top 10. Brandon, you have? Harvick tailing you 9-1, to uh, Tyler Reddick 12-1, to Ryan Blaney 14-1, to and my long shot dark horse is Chase Briscoe at 40-1. to Watch this be the race that uh, Harrison Burton wins when you don't include him in the ring. <laughs> Harrison um, Burton will be bet on, but I'm not talking about it. Um, Brandon, I'd like to thank you for coming on taking time. Recording this a little bit earlier in the week. My crazy life, my schedule changes. So Brandon was gracious enough to come on a little bit early. So if stuff changes, someone gets hurt, and we didn't talk about it, that's why. Um, before I let you go, you know, two things. Please know I purposely did not text you at all on Sunday, so you're welcome. Figured I'd let it set for a little bit. Week one. How are you feeling right now, man? I, I don't know. Um, I saw some flashes of good. I saw a lot of bad. That pick, the fumble that was picked up. I'm hoping it's one of those rude awakening wake-up calls from Matt Jones to get his crap together and settle in. But I'm also concerned that this could be the Mac Jones that the Patriots are going to have to just die from. So. We'll see. We got Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, hostile environment, starting starting the season, two road games. Um, I thought the defense played well besides giving up that 42-yard Hail Mary, basically, right before halftime. You take that one away, it's a lot closer game, but we couldn't execute and put points on the board. If you can't put points yeah, on the board, you, guys, you can't win. You know, you guys had the INT, too. Uh, you, gave, you lost two fumbles. You guys just had some turnovers. My issue with them is this. Historically speaking, if there was a match up that McDaniel or Belichick had, they would just go, 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 go with it and keep it. I thought the best part of your offense, okay, was Damian Harris running the football. Agreed. 48, averaging averaging a little over five. I, I think – it was just different. You know what I mean? Because, like, historically speaking, if something was working, they just did that. I, there was That wasn't there with, with the, from what I saw from the Patriots. I think the biggest issue the Pats are going to have moving forward throughout the season if they don't figure it out, I don't think we have a true play caller. And Matt Patricia is not an offense coordinator at all. So I think I've told you the story. And uh, after I tell you the story, I'll let you go. Um Funny Matt Patricia story, right before he became the Lions coach. Have I told you this one before? Yeah. Um, Lion, like, pay, Pat's won the Super Bowl. He's going to be the Lions coach. He's going to this restaurant to, uh, you know, for the party and everything. Bouncers wouldn't let him in because they thought he was homeless. Yeah. I mean, that basically sums up Matt Patricia. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. You know, hopefully. Hey, good, good win by your boys. My boys? Yeah. Where are my boys? 
Do the Lions not win? No, they covered. They covered. They covered. Okay. They, covered. they covered. They covered. They covered. They covered. Okay. So, um, Brandon, thanks for coming on. I look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, make sure you guys give Brandon a follow at BostonBoy83 on Twitter and Instagram and also on Twitch. He's going to be starting racing a little in a, the next couple of weeks. You're going to be back in the yeah, full mode, right? I just got, did a race earlier. got wrecked out on lap three at Bristol, and I'm about to jump back on there here in a couple minutes at 9.15. So hit the, hit the Twitch up. All right, guys and girls, make sure you give Brandon a follow. Until next week, my friend. That's it for the podcast. I'd like to thank the guests for coming on. I'd like to thank the show sponsor, Points Bet. Make sure if you're looking for a sports bet, sports book, first time users, download the Points Bet app. Use promo code ETOF21 for a 100% match. Uh, I promise I'll be better next week. Hopefully, I'm better. I can talk. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets, boys and girls. <laughs>